Happy weekend, everyone. We are back. This is Shreya and MK with Live, and you are listening to another weekly Red, White, and Brown show. And welcome to our show, guys. We have quite a long list for you this week. We are doing, we actually ended up watching quite a lot, but the good part was that all of them were movies. This week, we didn't have a single show to watch. So we're going to start with reviewing Sharmaji Namkeen, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. Sharmaji Namkeen, as you know, was the last movie of our dear actor, Rishi Kapoor, who passed away last year um, during uh, the COVID. And uh, he passed away from a cancer um, complication in, in the US, actually. We will also review Hey Sinamika. It, really, it actually released in the theaters a little while ago, but it hit Netflix this weekend. And we absolutely, absolutely love this DQ, uh, Divya Agarwal and Aditi Rao Hyderi Triangle, which was really funny to watch. Actually, it was actually fun to watch as well. We will review Attack, which is playing on theaters. I went to watch it. Guys, I absolutely loved it. And I'm going to talk a lot more about it, actually. We will also review Con Praveen Thambe, which is uh, actually streaming on Hotstar. It's a story of a cricketer who did not play first-class cricket. He kept trying to get into Ranji for the longest time uh, of his life, since he was a kid till he was 41 years of age, till he got a chance to play the IPL. So, long list? Long list, but we're going to and talk about all of it for you. Absolutely. Right. So do you want to get started with Sharma Ji Namkeen? Of course I do. Of course I do. So Sharma Ji Namkeen is a story of this man, Bridge Sharma, who's actually played by Rishi, um, and then Paresh, I believe, right? They Paresh Ravel and Rishi Thor both, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he retires from his job and he's kind of thinking about what should I do with the rest of my life? And he actually stumbles into this really odd circumstance where he becomes a home chef for little kitty parties. And kitty parties, if you don't know, in India are tiny like home parties arranged by women for groups of other women to come over. So, you know, they, they kind of do like all these party things where they're like eating, talking, enjoying, dancing, whatever it may be. But typically it's just like, a group of women sitting down having fun and he's here being a home chef for them. So they all end up like forming this some kind of bond and there's just like super cute, cute story that follows and the slice of life idea of like Shamaji Namkin and you know, as we like to say, it's got a lot of heart. So what did you think about it, Em? So, uh, you know, I absolutely loved it. Uh, first of all, um, I thought um, technically, the movie was awesome because uh, when you see the two actors getting switched in between scenes, after a while, you don't even realize it yeah. because the characterization of Sharmaji is so well done and it's such a well-written character that you kind of, uh, kind of forget that it's two actors playing the same role. And guys, the reason why two actors play the same role is because Mr. Kapoor, Rishi Kapoor passed away while filming this movie. And for the longest time, they had no idea how they would complete the movie. They thought that maybe his son would put on prosthetics and do it. And they thought of many such ideas, maybe VFX. 
they tried everything till Mr. Paresh Ravel stepped up and, and said, I'm going to take this challenge of stepping into his shoes and try to complete his last movie. And what a big thing that was. But I have to give it to the team. Number one, the writing was so beautiful. I mean, there are these little jokes. There are these little things that happen throughout the movie that, you know, guys, if you have parents in India or parents who are Indian, they do that. They do that. You know, like, for example, believing WhatsApp forwards, literally all Indian parents. My parents sit here believe WhatsApp forwards. And I think the funniest thing, hold on, the funniest thing that... um my parents have probably ever believed is you remember when we were originally starting the COVID pandemic problem and everyone was like, you can get COVID from this. You can get COVID from that. You can basically get COVID from literally anything. Right. So there was this forward that was like, if you don't wear a hat or like a cap, like a surgical cap in your hair, you can possibly pass COVID germs through your hair. And I remember my parents and like my grandparents, like my father's parents were like, wait, you're traveling from the U S to India. Like, are you wearing your, hair cap and I was like my what and they're like your hair cap and I was like come again and they're like your hair cap you know to protect your hair so you don't catch COVID and I was like do you guys know what an airborne yes. illness is like do you someone, know how it works someone just followed it in on whatsapp and they believe it they believe it oh do you do you get a one good morning from from your in your family groups yeah. every day I from Indian people I my God, my without I fail, good it. morning. I just got one from my father right now. Good morning. What is that? <laughs> That's so cute, though. It's like all of these parents have a collective PhD degree from WhatsApp University, and it's just been increasing over time. I have to say, though, I'm a little prouder of them these days than I have been in previous years. Because in previous years, those WhatsApp forwards were Bible. They were like playbook for your every day, like, they were basically the doctors of medicine. I just doctors of philosophy. I was like, Every wow, I'm getting hit with it. Everything gets forwarded on Everything. Thank God WhatsApp has stopped auto-forwarding for people. If something's been forwarded too many times, they'll tell you forwarded many times. But, oh, my God, what is this? So it's the same with Sharmaji in the movie. He is retired, and he just doesn't know what to do with his time. And his children think... He's retired. He should just relax. But, you know, we don't get it. And, you know, I was having the same conversation with my dad the other day, and they were laughing about it because we have been here. When, <laughs> when, my, dad, when my dad and mom decided, my dad decided he's going to retire, I did the same with him. I used to tell him, why don't you just play bridge? Why don't you, why don't you just do this? Why don't you pick up this? Why don't you, I'm giving him ideas about what to do with his life, whereas I forget that I have absolutely no right to do it. <laughs> I have absolutely no right to tell him what to do. And I kept doing it. And when I was watching the movie, I thought about it. And then when I spoke to him yesterday, he had watched the movie and he's like, now you know? <laughs> like, yes, dad, <laughs> now I know. Now I absolutely know. So literally, there are no villains in Sharmaji's life. He could have literally, literally lived his life, retirement life, watching daily soaps. But he falls asleep watching daily soaps. And why? Right. You know why are, is a why are we even out. thinking in terms of age? Uh, for us to define what people can do or cannot do. That's, that I is ageism, that, like, right? 
That is true. I, I agree with that. I very much agree with the, I very much agree with this concept of ageism, right? I, I fully understand, but I'm thinking in terms of if you have already gone through, let's say 60 years of your life, you have done all of the mainstream things that I assume there's probably to do. Like, yeah, you've played all the fun board games. You've watched all the cool TV shows. You've seen all the movies. Uh, you've probably gone to like, let's say a couple places around the world. Like you've done all of the readily available hobbies around you. So now you have to kind of search, right? You kind of have to search and expand and step out of your comfort zone and start doing things you normally wouldn't think of because you have already done everything you can think of. And that's why when he starts, when Sharmanji keeps like thinks about this restaurant, right? He's like, maybe I can set up a restaurant here. Maybe I can start cooking. I'm like, that's not really, that's not really that weird of a thing for him to do because he doesn't enjoy any of the things he used to like before. So now he has to search for meaning in something else. The history of people evolve and it is their right to evolve and not only right to evolve, but that's human, right? You I agree. What you did not like last year, you like this year and you evolve. Things that you were okay with two years ago, you're not okay with now. You're really not. While growing up, there were concepts that I wouldn't raise my voice against. And now, even if they kind of, if it's happening in a third party in front of me, I will kill for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you evolve yeah. because you learn. You evolve because you undergo experiences. But you also evolve because you change yourself as a person. You learn new things. You acquire new tastes. You acquire new skills. So you cannot be the same person that if you are the same person that you were three months ago, then you are not evolving. You're dead. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Change is only so, constant. Absolutely. So in this story, uh, I think it's written by, written by the director himself, Bhatia. Um, his name is Hitesh Bhatia. He's written it himself along with Suprapik Sen, yeah. who has actually done wonders to the writing. The little details of the screenplay just make the the characters are so relatable. Each one of the characters are so relatable. And not only that, but the little things that is added to the screenplay just brings, you know, daily humor to the situation. It's 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 New Delhi versus old Delhi, like the the affluent Delhi where the son's uh, fiance belongs to and his deli, which isn't that affluent, the way he looks at things and the way they look at things, they're looking at, oh, we'll spend, and he's looking at how can we save. You know, the way they kind of approach life differently, approach the same thing differently, it's so delicately written that it's almost, it's, it's almost ingenious the way the script is written. And, and that's what makes the entire script really funny. It's beautiful. The direction, the actors, the editing, uh, just how they swap between Paresh Rawal and Rishi Kapoor. You don't even feel it in a while. You don't. I actually thought it was noticing one, it. Of, one of the best films we've seen recently. Like in this concept of slice of life, they have done such a good job at making it incredibly tasteful. Absolutely. And I love seeing Juhi Chawla back on screen, of course. She and Rishi Kapoor have had a history of doing movies together earlier. And, you know, to see them again back on screen, she looks gorgeous. But of course, my favorite, Sheba Jada, was in the movie Aisha Raza. Uh, the sons, uh, Suhail Nair, and your favorite, Taruk, Taruk Rena. Uh, yes, of course. But yes, I was just about to call it up. I want to say on our on our red, white, and brown hunk hot list, 
Karakarena is somewhere somewhere on there. Like, because we like to say every week we have a new crush on this show. And Karakarena is definitely one I was waiting for him to come up because he's just, he's like the cutest little actor. I, we watched him in Mismatched. We loved him in Mismatched. I was waiting for him to put out new content because I wanted to see his range for so long. I really want to see like what he's capable of aside from just the character he's played on Mismatch because I think I think that was the only thing I've ever seen him in. So I was very excited to see him in this. So what do you feel? Recommended? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it was one of those that you can easily give a 10 out of 10, not because you were expecting it to be a phenomenal movie, right? You weren't expecting it to be as good as it, as it was. And you sit down and by the end of it, I almost kind of cried just because it was it's so touching. It leaves you, it, it leaves you with, yeah. with a lump in your heart because you know he's gone. Did, yeah. you, did you see we posted uh, this entire, Amazon actually put together an entire uh, video of all the actors dancing to Rishi Kapoor, Kapoor's songs. And we posted it on our Instagram, actually all the actors like Amir Khan and, and Farhan Akhtar and uh, Ranbir Kapoor, Alia, and uh, so many of them, uh, Arjun Kapoor, all of them danced to Rishi Kapoor's song in that one video. And that was the tribute to him um, and his last movie. Guys, this is a movie we highly recommend. You must watch this one fuzzy story of Sharmaji that will leave you really wishing for more. Absolutely. And we are here leaving you wishing for more of Red, White and Brown. Hi, this is Bobby Viola and you're watching me on Live. My movie Love Hostels releasing on the 25th of Feb. So please download the app Z5 Global so you can enjoy my movie at your own peace and time. Just like that, we are back with Live, Shreya, and MK, and we are giving you another round of Red, White, and Brown. And we are bringing you this time something from our wonderful Tamil genre. We watched Bilkar Salman, Aditi Rao Hydri, and Kajal Agarwal's new movie, Hey Sinamika. And let me just tell you, if you guys are not already following us on Twitter, that is at Daisy's Live. And if you are not following us on Instagram, that is at Daisy's Live Graham. But every single time, we post about our wonderful DQ, Dulkar Salma. Is that right? Is that how you say That's it? That's right, Dulkar Salma. Oh my God, we DQ? get bowled over by his fans and his fan clubs. Oh my God. We're just like bulldozed. Like our entire Twitter is just overtaken by these fan clubs. And honestly, we're very happy to have you. We are happy to have you. Don't forget to leave your thoughts on any tweets that we post. Uh, and we will try our best to respond to as many as we can. Absolutely. So, hey, Sinamika. Okay. So, first things first. Loved it. 148 minutes it. of laughing or gods off. Literally. What do you think? It was so cute. I absolutely loved it. How about I give a treetop and you tell me what you think? Go for it. Amazing. So, we see DQ in the opening scene. He's sitting at this little cafe and he sees Altira Hydri for the first time. So, this story falls them falling in love. And then, when they're after they've fallen in love, they've gotten married, whirlwind. It happens in like about a year or two years. Two years ago, two years after that. That's when, yeah, the thing starts. <laughs> That's where everything starts going south. Our wonderful ARH 
is now starting to see these flaws in DQ because she's like, he talks a lot. He's constantly cooking and he constantly feeds me things. And you're like, wow, that sounds great. Like I would love a house husband who does those things, but everything in moderation, right guys? Because he like shows up in the shower and he's shoving cake in her mouth or she's before she even brushes her teeth, he's giving her coffee. He doesn't really give her the space to make a lot of these. Yeah. The space to make some of these decisions because he knows her so well that he's like, this is what she's going to do next. So he's constantly like on top of it, almost momish. And she eventually convinces her boss into giving her a project that pushes her to Pondicherry, thinking that he won't follow her. And for a year, she'll have space working on this project. But then surprise, surprise, her husband shows up and he's like, I don't want you to have to live without me. So here I am. I'm going to spend this time with you this year with you. And she's like, oh man, oh no. So she comes in contact with this, I want to say like psychiatrist living next door, which is Kajal Agarwal, Dr. Malaviri. And she, she just constantly sees people or couples coming out of her, the doctor's office who just keep splitting up. And she's like, you know what? This is what I need. I need somebody to help me split up with this man without hurting him. So she goes to the doctor. She blackmails the doctor into helping her. And the crazy part of the story is something happens in between where people who shouldn't be falling in love start falling in love and people who are out of love start falling back in in love and people who are in love start falling out of love. And now we've got this three-way mess of a triangle. It's not even a love triangle anymore. Like at points, there are different arrows just shooting anywhere. Like at any point in time, we don't know who's in love with who. And it's the cutest, funniest story from start to finish. It's so adorable. What do you think, Em? I thought the movie was phenomenal. I mean, I loved the story. It was firstly very different. Um, he He's this guy who's overly affectionate. He's so talkative. He just doesn't give her breathing space. And, you know, if, if you or I, or I were in that relationship, we would be troubled as well. Anybody would be troubled. But, you know, instead of going, going to a third party for help, we would definitely sit the person down and talk to them, which she doesn't do. Instead, she goes to a psychiatrist and she, she, instead of getting real help from a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a relationship counselor, taking him with her, she schemes around she it. She does. And that, does. when he comes to know, devastates him. Totally devastating. It is like a betrayal for him because he genuinely loves her. He does. He does. And by then she realizes too how much she loves him because she sees that the doctor has fallen for him as well because the fact that he started starts his own life and he starts building his own career, he, he, he gets to do his own thing. He has less time for her, gives her the space. But then he starts building his own life in a way that gives her the time to rethink their relationship too. So um, it is it is just such a beautifully told story of relationships, right? And um, um, she just between the three of them, they hurt each other a lot in the end. I was and thinking about it quite a bit. And throughout the story, I was thinking that I was like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But at the end of the day, I realized I was like, this isn't a story to encapsulate like all possible perfect relationships. It's just a story of one really messy relationship. And like, as you're following it, you start to realize that like every party ends up having some kinds of issues. But you know what? I will say I was 
not 100% happy with the choice he made at the end, M. I think that with the hurt that she has given him, even if he loves her, I don't think she deserved him. I'm, I won't say who the she is because I want you guys to watch the movie for sure. But I don't agree with the she that he ended up with. I, I don't think she deserved a second chance from him. What do you think? I think I think she's she was immature, um, but very immature in her relationship yeah. with him, extremely. But so was he. I mean, the way he completely stops thinking of her as another person, uh, for her to react the way she does, it's anybody would have. I mean, even her colleagues mm -hmm. in her office feel that way. Yeah, exactly. Literally, literally he he. he kills them with with his nonstop chatter he literally you know they, they give it up for her like right? yeah, she suffers yeah. it is and you know if you've been in relationships where your other significant other does not give you space you would know how Mother much it hurts and not only mm -hmm. bothers you but it also takes away your mental peace it is very excruciating it is very traumatic not to be your own person and that's what the mm -hmm. person does to her Right? right. But the moment he starts getting his own stuff to do, he becomes his own person and leaves her alone. And he does get at some point in time that she wants to be left alone, but she could have yeah. actually been mature about it, just took him. Right. Yeah. But that's relationships. That relationships issues, are, right. and they complicate it all by the doctor falling in love <laughs> in between. And, 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 you know, but finally, um, you know, the spoiler, blah, 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 blah. We're not telling you what the spoiler is here, guys. But um, it's actually a very well-told story of how complicated simple things can become if people don't communicate. Oh, for sure. And I think I was saying, like, rather than bother saying smothers her, because, or smothers, excuse me, that's the right way to say it. There was this part, right, where in the beginning where I was like, he's totally in the wrong I, I understand he's totally in the wrong. You have to give a person space. But then I started to realize that throughout the story, she says, so Aditi Rao's character actually says, um, she's like, oh, you've changed. And he goes, I haven't changed. Or at least the doctor says, he hasn't changed. You've changed. And I was like, that's not necessarily true. I, don't, I didn't agree with that statement because I thought there was a point where when he started to, you know, do his own job, do his own work, he was giving her a healthy amount of space. Like he was giving her a healthy amount of conversation, which I was like, is a change. I was like, maybe it wasn't an intentional change on his part because he's just so busy. He doesn't have time to have as many conversations with her, but that's a shift in the dynamic and the relationship goes both ways, right? If one person starts giving less then the other person also feels them giving less. And in this case, she wanted less. So I was like, you both changed for the better so I think they should have acknowledged that rather than being like you didn't he did not change yeah, he's but, always been but perfect. As, a, as a psychologist she was biased from the word go she, she liked him so she she brought so much bias to the table that she wasn't really helping them she was helping herself she was right and so I that a, complicated it more that really did I have one incredibly commendable thing to say about this movie At, there's this really funny bit where when he moves to Pondicherry for the first time, his moving truck gets held up with his clothes. So he puts on this like- Her, her dress. Is, 
Yeah, that is his wife's. And he shows up to his wife's boss's daughter's wedding in, in an anarchy. And he starts a fight with the catering people. And no matter how many people keep taking jabs at him, being like, oh, are you two wives? Like, are you sure you're really a man? He never dismisses the fact that he's less of a man because he's wearing a dress. Wearing and I was like, I, I love that. I love that scene. Love that part. And also the way he carries it, I loved it. Close to love it. Yeah. Clothes don't define who you are. Your your propensity doesn't define who you are. Be who you are. Exactly. Just He's don't like let, flailing just around just don't let anybody else tell you who you are. Exactly. And the way he swings around in that anarchy. <laughs> and he, she's like, what are you wearing? He's like, don't you love it? <laughs> this is so adorable. Like, yes. And it he's DQ make any for difference. God's sake. He looks godly. <laughs> We are huge DQ fans. So overall, out of 10, what do you think, Em? I think an eight, for sure. Great. Complete, complete bingeable, watchable. It is a laugh, laughter riot, especially the scenes where he smothers the hell out of her. Oh, my God. Oh, she cannot breathe. He is all over her. He will not let her. He will even massage her feet as she goes to sleep. Sleep. Keeper yep. for sure. Only if he will let her breathe. <laughs> for sure. It was adorable. It was like there was some great uh, foreshadowing, you know, with hair and metaphorism. I thought that was like the, the little tiny things. The details were paid attention to really well. I did get a little bored in the beginning because there was just too much staring between each other. There was just too much staring. And, 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 and I, I like, guess okay. it's a little too filmy in the start, you know, with yeah. you know, the, the storm and the, and the mm -hmm. song and they get married. You know what I mean? You know, it, yeah. It's a little... Yeah. Yeah. Just give it 10 minutes and you'll be okay. It's a great yeah. movie. We forgive you because it's DQ. All right. <laughs> All right. And just because you love that and we love you, we want to remind you one more time that this is Daisies.Live with Shreya and M, and you are watching Red, White and Brown. Hi, this is John Abraham. And I hope you're enjoying the songs from my upcoming film, Attack Part 1, which will be releasing in cinemas on the 1st of April. Keep listening to the songs of Attack on Daisies.Live. We are back one more time. This is Red, White, and Brown with Shreya and Anne by Daisies.Live. And we just got finished giving a ravishing review of Hey Sonomica. So we're going to switch gears a little and talk about Attack, which was actually in theaters this past weekend. So what was that like, Em? Okay, so I had to tell you, this is the first such movie out of Bollywood that I have watched. There might have been others, which I'm not aware of, but the first such movie. Now, let me just start by laying the premise of this before I jump into the story. Um, you, do, you do know that a lot of innovations that have happened, a lot of inventors really took ideas from movies like War of the Worlds and Star Trek. You know that, right? Oh, of course. Right. So it's the same here. Okay. The what is actually happening with technology, because I live in Silicon Valley and I'll tell you that we're entering an era, the fourth industrial revolution, it's called biological revolution, where technology is entering the body. And this movie actually is a premise based on the premise of this movie is based on all of that. 
Did you know that Martin Cooper, who was a director of research at Motorola, actually credited Star Trek for several technologies that came into the design of the first mobile phone in the 1970s? No, but you learn something new every day. Absolutely. Apple scientist Steve Perlman actually said that he got the idea for QuickTime after watching an episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, whereas one of the characters is listening to multiple music tracks on his computer. Neil Stevenson's 1992 novel, Crash, describes the fully immersive online metaverse where people interact with each other through representations called avatars. Philip Rosedale, who invented Second Life, actually toyed the ideas of virtual worlds, credited Snow Crash for that idea. And Stanley Kubrick's science fiction masterpiece 2001, A Space Odyssey, astronauts carried handheld computers that contained all the information they could possibly need. Right, they did. And in Star mm -hmm. Trek movies and television shows, crew members had pads, which stood for personal access display device. And guess where iPads come from? These are the basis of a lot of ideas. Movies like iRobot, Total Recall. They had driverless vehicles. And if you live in California, guys, look around you. We have driverless vehicles already on the road. So a lot of technology that you see around us came from movies. Now, it's life and life imitates art. As we know. Absolutely. But, but, but for example, you know, the first hologram to um, actually represent a person was this iconic scene in Star Wars, A New Hope, when Princess Leia image was projected out of R2-D2. I didn't know that. I'm going to reveal something really embarrassing to our viewers, which is that I have not watched either Star Wars or Star Trek franchise so you can feel free to come at me all you like I just haven't gotten around to watching them for some reason so we forgive you because we're going to take you through this entire process that they see our life you don't have to worry about it. all of that we are absolutely absolutely tech savvy so uh, the movies like Lawnmower Man, there's Hackers, there's Johnny Mnemonic that envisioned VR sets, VR headsets, even before people thought of VR headsets. So um, the ultimate, how science fiction has used technology has been Spielberg's biggest, in, I, this is what Spielberg has given to the world, right? Now let's talk about super soldiers. Is that a reality? It is, by the way. It is a possibility that Attack Part 1 talks about, which is the John Abraham movie, but so does Marvel Cinematic Universe. And because of Marvel Cinematic Universe's whole Iron Man program, a lot of American troop programs have adapted a super soldier program. And you can now literally inject engineered blood to boost performance using artificial red blood cells called respiratorocytes. You can also inject night vision directly as nanoparticles directly into eyes without having to wear glasses. 
So a lot of bionic things can happen to your bodies as, as human beings that are engineered directly into your body. You know, Elon Musk is working on Neuralink, which is a chip which goes yeah, inside your heard. body and it can literally, it, it can empower mind-to-mind communication. You don't have to talk to each other anymore. You can literally communicate with one another using mind signals. So all of this is a possibility because of how people have studied how the brain works, but also the technology that is being developed. Now, Super Soldier, uh, Attack One is a story of such a super soldier. There's a soldier, he is um, he is in, in a Middle Eastern country, um, in a bomb blast, he gets paralyzed. Actually, he doesn't. Uh, in a bomb blast, a lot of people die, he's saved. Um, he lets a kid go because the kid is scared. He is a human bomb. He has this entire, uh, entire bomb wrapped around him. He lets a kid go because he feels it's a kid. And he comes back home. While this movie is about Arjun, uh, John Ibrahim, who actually looks exactly as, as he used to look in that Priyanka Chopra movie on Miami uh, Beach in 2008, he looks better. He, he looks yeah. amazing. He looks amazing. So his name is Arjun, Arjun Shergill, and he's an he's a soldier. And he meets Aisha, who's uh, Jacqueline Fernandez, who's an air hostess, and they fall in love. And in a terrorist uh, takeover of an airport terminal, Aisha is killed by the terrorists. And Arjun suffers paralysis from his neck below in the same attack. So he being a soldier is literally... Um, he's he's waylaid uh, and his mother has to take care of him. She has to bathe him. He just has no movement in his body. Meanwhile, Subramaniam, who is a high ranking official in the government, tries to push for human testing of an AI superpowered, uh, AI powered super soldier program, which we just spoke about how these programs run. The research and development of this program is run by this girl called Sabakureshi, which is Rakul Preet Singh, girl power, guys. So the paralyzed soldier, Arjun Shergill says, yes, I'll be the guinea pig here. Give it to me. Give, give me, make me the super soldier. Embed this entire thing into my spine because his spine isn't working. Let's see how that works. And they say, you know, you got he says, What's the chance I will live? And they say 2080. And he says, No worries. Yeah, very low chances because they haven't tried it on people before this. All right. So it's an untested program. So he goes there and, you know, they embed, uh, they embed the chip into him. And what that chip actually, they actually explain it very well technically. Very well technically. So technically, the chip actually bypasses the entire neural uh, network of the spine. It directly speaks to the brain and carries the motor commands from the brain to the nerves in the various parts of his body. So literally, it's a chip that takes over the motor functions and the thinking processes of his body and takes the entire function away from the spinal cord. And it's like a command center in its own right, with, a, with, a, with, a, uh, with an assistant, just like you know you have Alexa, he has Ira, okay? So he's got this person to talk to the entire time, who's literally telling him stuff like, 
All right. What, when you said that, what exactly did you mean? And she, she, and it's a deep learning program, so it's learning while he's doing stuff <laughs> because they're not even synced as he goes to market. So literally, he says something. She mis misreads the emotion. She does exactly the opposite, and she actually, she actually, she actually does research for him while he's doing stuff. So those scenes are such absolute kick-ass fun. Shreya, it's like, it's like watching an amazing movie where this guy's having a conversation while killing four people. And she's literally deducing things for him saying that, you know, the best way to, for you to kill this person is to hold his neck. <laughs> literally. And those are the funniest written scenes ever. I love it. And now, while they're still syncing, they're not 100% synced. So what ends up happening is while they're not synced, if somehow the disc the connection between uh, Ira and his brain center stops, uh, his, his memories take over and his paralysis comes back. So if there is a disconnect, if the sync stops at any point in time, his old memories of, you know, his, his, his love of his life and his the accident, everything comes back and it overclouds his ability to get back to normal. So he's in that stage where the sync is incomplete and there's an emergency because uh, the same kid that he had saved is now the world's most dreaded terrorist and he's back and he's actually attacked the Indian parliament. And the fun part is, while Ira and he is- Oh, there's a fun part to all of this? <laughs> but, like, we the fun part is how does he realize that it's happening? is because he and Ira are having a conversation and Ira's, uh, Ira's like, okay, tell me about your, the love of your life because you keep thinking about her a lot. So he's trying to explain to Ira what is love because it takes, so she's like, it take, it's taking a lot of space in your memory. So tell me more about her. So, so she's like, she's like, he's like, yeah, she died. And you know, I used to love her a lot. And Ira's like, well, then you must love this guy too. This other guy, Hamikul, because He's taking a lot of your memories too. So this guy's like, no, I don't love him like that. He's taking up memories, but my feelings aren't the same era. Come on, don't be so dumb. So he literally has to explain to the command center why the feelings are different. This is so funny. This is so well-written and funny. So then Ira's like, oh, but you know, he's here. And he's like, what? And he just... And Ira just calculates how close this person is. And then he realizes, oh my God, this guy's inside the parliament building, actually kidnapping the prime minister of India. So uh, it is so well written. I mean, I absolutely love the action sequences. Some of the action sequences are kick-ass. The technology part of it is 100% kosher. And there are, no, there are no loopholes in the story. So on the whole, it's like one hour forty. 40 minutes movie and it's a fun ride it's amazing action it's funny and the conversations between Ira and John are like I won't lie I'm kind of jealous at this point that I didn't get to watch it guys it wasn't in a theaters near me it will be on Z5 very soon and I will definitely watch it you will love it because I died laughing. Just the conversations between, you know, it's like you having a conversation with Alexa that's inside your body. And try, Alexa's trying to figure out what's going on in your head, especially the emotion part. And it's deep learning because it's learning as 
as you're doing it, right? So the deep learning thing working inside you, it's so well done. It's so well written that somebody, somebody who really knows how artificial intelligence works really wrote it. And something you guys might not know is that M loves her Alexa or no, her loves her Siri, excuse me. So she, we both just got these new iPhone 13s and we're having this issue where the Siri is just not working in our iPhone 13. And M loves talking to her Siri. I literally like- Siri is being useless on iPhone 13. If somebody's hearing me, find us, or find us why, because I just don't want to go to the <laughs> Apple store to figure it out right now. A Siri, you're yes. useless. Someone figure it out. She didn't people. even wake up to answer me, the lazy bum. <laughs> And the fight between M and Siri is so funny that I'm thinking we should start a series just on that, guys. So if you want to hear the fights that M has with her series, let us know on Twitter or Instagram, and we will definitely start posting some more things about that. I told Siri, find me a date, and she's like, you're useless that way. <laughs> so what did you think, M? Go, no go for this movie? Oh, totally. I loved it. If you're the one for technology and, you know, so I was in the theater and there's this one other guy in the theater and we were like four seats apart and four seats apart. We were having so much fun that we even exchanged phone numbers. We were loving it. We were like, whoever made this is kick ass because they knew exactly what they were doing. It's a tech action packed full of thrills. And the VFX, the VFX, by the way, I stayed back to check the credits. The VFX was Shah Rukh Khan's Red Chili's. It wasn't somewhere in America or Australia, but Shah Rukh Khan, Red Chili's, Bombay. Amazing, it's worth the while. And Mr. John Abraham is very, 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 very hot. We are popping him back up on this week's Punk hot list. Oh, he should have never left that hot list. Oh, don't worry, he didn't. He's just back on the ranks again. <laughs> totally with his dimples. All right, and with that, we just want to let you know one more time that we are very, very, very in love with John Abraham, the same way you are very, very, very in love with us. This is Shreya and M from Live, and you're listening to Red, White, and Brown. Hi, this is Kunal Kemu on Live. Download the Z5 USA app and do watch the season 3 of Abhay on the 8th of April. And do watch season 1 and season 2 if you haven't already. Hey everybody, we are back. And the funny thing was, I was just telling M that she needs to stop telling me good shows to watch because I just cannot fit any more onto my list. I don't have any more time to watch new shows. But and guess what her- I did? I gave her 10 more to watch. <laughs> of course she did. Of course she did. But we hope you have all the time in the world to watch things because you are listening to Red, White, and Brown by Shreya and M from Live and Radio Zindagi, 1550 AM. Absolutely. Hey, Radio Zindagi, 1550 AM, Red, White, and Brown Co. And now we're going to come in a review for you, the last 
movie for this week and that is Kon Praveen Tambay and this is streaming on Hotstar and Hulu and guys this is a story this is actually a sporting um, biography is a story of a guy called Praveen Tambay and Praveen Tambay was actually somebody uh, it, it was actually a really um, inspirational story Shreya what did you feel? I agree I didn't actually get to watch it all the way through but I thought it was it, it genuinely was just like a regular, you know, sporting, inspirational type. Like they come from this place of hard work and, and persistence and perseverance and dedication and they grow to be like something. Of course, it's it's very much a, a dream. It's like a this concept of like you dream it and you can do it. You just have to, you just really have to believe in yourself kind of story. So before we go any further, we definitely will give you guys a tree top. It follows this Indian cricketer. Praveen Thambay, and he, his ultimate goal in life is he wants to play for, like, something called the, the Ranjani Trophy, and he's like, oh, this is exactly where I want to be in life, and this is how, how I want to get there, and this movie follows his journey to that, to becoming a professional cricketer, to understanding, like, the sports leagues of India, so what did you think of it, Em? Well, I thought it was a really beautiful movie, not in so much as, you know, the nitty gritties, but also the overall perseverance of a person, right? He mm -hmm. believed in the fact that he could do it, despite the fact that everybody told him that he could not, that he was old, that he wasn't good enough, that he didn't have the chops or he didn't have the money or he had other responsibilities. But his focus on being a cricketer was so, um, he was so focused that even when he wasn't earning enough money, he was literally a picker in a factory, he picked up menial jobs to get by, he did not lose a focus on his cricket. And I thought that was the beauty of the, his entire life, because this is a biography. We posted on our Instagram, Daisy's Live Gram. If you haven't seen it yet, we posted this entire video of, because Praveen Tambe now plays for Shah Rukh Khan's team, which is called the Night, Night Riders. And Hotstar actually hosted an entire movie night for all the team members, along with Praveen. And they all watched the movie together, and they were so emotional. They hugged him and they and they and they they were all in awe of his journey. But the journey was extraordinary, uh, Shreya, because uh, mm -hmm. he was a he, he he absolutely did everything. He was a he was a bowler. He was a spinner. He was a med he was a medium pacer. And his coach kept telling him to become a spinner. He didn't agree with the coach, and he lost a match, and he almost got pushed out of uh, even club cricket. Right. Uh, and finally, he was 41 years of age when Rahul Dravid asked him to play for Rajasthan Royals in the IPL. And he's, he was an underdog who fought against every damn thing that was against him. He fought against his destiny. He fought, fought against luck. He fought against the fact that he, he wasn't making money. He had two kids and didn't make money. His wife didn't want to talk to him. His family didn't want to have anything to do with him. He didn't have... He didn't have anything going for him but he kept playing cricket he did not stop and that is the story of this guy the story is told in the voice of a scribe a journalist 
who covered gully cricket. His name was Rajat Sanyal. And Rajat Sanyal never rated him higher than a gully cricketer. He always thought that he's a fluke, even if he performed in a match. The guy just pulled him down and said, he's a fluke. He's never going to be able to make it. But even when other people wanted him to make it, it was Rajat Sanyal who pulled him down. And that's why... Uh, Tambe never got the opportunity to get selected in Ranji Trophy year after year after year in, 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 the, in the team. But he still kept playing and this guy kept rating him low. And, but, but the guy still kept playing. Till one day he played at, uh, with Rajasthan Royals and then he had a hat trick to his name. He performed so well in the team that everybody looked around and said, oh my God, this guy's really not a fluke. Somebody was wrong about him. And at that point in time, when people retire from this game in the 30s, he was 41 when he started playing serious cricket. So it, the entire movie, now coming to the movie, of course, the story is very inspirational. It's, it's really heartwarming. You feel a lump in your, um, in, in your chest when you watch it. Um, Jayaprad Desai, who's the uh, director of the movie, he's done a fabulous job and he's kept the film very grounded and realistic. You feel as if you're living in the guy's family, right? He hasn't over-dramatized any of the screenplay or any of his disappointments or any of the sequences at all. Not, in, not even the mother-son mother, mother, mother son, uh, you know, sequences are not over-dramatized at all. Kiran Yadnio Pavit has dealt with a fabulous script. And, you know, the script has both the... It, it, it's really smartly written because not only is it is it delicate and sensitive, but it also is funny in parts. And um, and and the editing is amazing. It's excellent. What really shines is this actor, Shreyas Talpade, who's back on screen after a pretty long time. And we've seen him a long time ago on screen, but he actually lives Praveen Tambe in fresh flesh and blood. He's completely imbued the passion of cricket that, that Dravid, this, uh, Dravid talks about in the first sequence when he says Dravid Kambe is passion. And you'll see Shreyas Talpade, it's like you're feeling the cricketer. And um, all, the, all the other actors like Ashish Vidyarthi, the wife who plays Anjali Patel, Ashish Vidyarthi plays the coach, and Parambrata Chatterjee, who is the journalist, all of them um, is... As all of them have done such a wonderful job keeping the narrative tight and supporting the entire narrative in the best possible way. Then, the, then there's some really well um, well written uh, lines. For example, um, the coach says to Tambe, he says, "Ravine for life or for match, all you need is one good over." I thought that was a really good line. And then you know when when finally Praveen Tambe. Uh, wins and uh, Rajit Sanyal concedes defeat and he there's, there's a certain thing that he has to do when he concedes defeat. He says, Praveen Tambe isn't a hero because of his achievements on the field, but because he never stopped living his passion despite all his failures. I thought it was really heartwarming. I absolutely loved watching the movie. It's a very heartwarming movie to watch and definitely a weekend binge. Well, that's what we love. We love to hear about these these stories that actually have a lot of meaning and depth to them. Um, and just as much as we love our little 
like comedy, you know, over the top kind of um, just like high level movies that you're like, I don't need any brain cells to enjoy this movie. We also love things that talk about stories of incredible people. And just remember that you are actually listening to Red, White, and Brown with Shreya and M by Daisy's Out Live. I'm Vikram Massey and you're listening to me on Daisy's Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us this week. Again, this is Red, White, and Brown. You are listening to Shreya and M from Live. Have loved sharing all of our movies with you this week, and we hope to see you back again next week, Saturday at 11 a.m. Till then, take care. Bye.